Hello and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Jerry Halis. I am the editor of Global University Venturing. And as always, I will also bring you the news from globalcorporateventuring.com. It's just me this week as Jim is speaking at a conference down in Chile. And it's been a bit of a shorter week here in the UK, thanks to the bank holiday on Monday. There are slightly fewer news items to get through this week, but that doesn't mean there haven't been any big and interesting stories, starting with enterprise analytics platform developer ThoughtSpot, which has closed a $248 million round that valued it at $1.95 billion. Although existing corporate investors, HPE and Capital One, do not seem to have participated. The latest investors instead were Silverlink Waterman and existing backers of Lightspeed Venture Partners, Sapphire Ventures and Geodesic Capital. And the rounds lifted ThoughtSpot's overall funding to $554 million. Megvi is one of the two key players in China's ever-increasing and, some would say ominous, facial recognition technology sector, the other being SenseTime, And it's filed for a Hong Kong IPO that sources tell Reuters is set to raise at least $500 million and possibly up to a billion dollars. The likes of Alibaba, which owns a stake of about 29%, and Foxconn will score exits through the IPO, though the choice of Hong Kong seems interesting in light of the recent demonstrations by its residents against the local government and, of course, China by proxy. Another one that wasn't quite an exit, because the money never actually made it to the company, is VIP Kid, which has been one of the main players in China's burgeoning online tutoring sector. But the company, which employs North American English language teachers who work with students through video, may have been indirectly impacted by recent regulations tightening up on credentialing. Reuters has reported that Tencent, an existing investor that backed its $500 million Series D Plus round last year, subsequently withdrew from a $150 million contribution to its next round. VIP Kid, which has denied the report, would have reportedly been valued at $4.5 billion pre-money. Significantly better news in terms of fundraising came for US-based blockchain-focused financial services provider Algo Capital, which closed its venture capital fund at $200 million. That is twice as much as its initial target. Having raised capital from limited partners including data marketplace Wibson and consulting firm Rocker. NGC Ventures, the venture capital branch of blockchain network Neo Global, is also an LP, as are Brainchild, Arrington XRP Capital, Eterna Capital, GSR, Cognitive Blockchain, 1111 Ventures, Invermaster, Winslow Strong, and DG Ventures, likely the fund set up by internet company Digital Garage and brokerage Daiwa. Algo Capital was formed to support the growth of Algo, the digital currency for open-source public blockchain Algorand, by investing in companies, developing products or systems built on the Algorand technology platform. The biggest deal on global university venturing, meanwhile, was the up to $400 million acquisition of Modis Therapeutics, a US-based rare genetic disease therapy developer partly based on Columbia University research by its peer Zogenics. The corporate will pay $175 million in cash, $75 million in stock, and the remainder is subject to regulatory milestones in the US and the EU. Modis extends research undertaken in the lab of Michio Hirano, chief of the Neuromuscular Division of Columbia University Irvine Medical Center, in alliance with Ramon Marti, 
Head of Neuromuscular and Mitochondrial Pathology Research at the Valdebron Research Institute. Osage University partners hunt back to the company's $30 million Series A last October. Looking at the smaller deals of the past week, we have Kwaikan Manwa, which runs a mobile platform where users can upload original art, much of which is comic-based, so it can be bought and read. It has some 40 million monthly active users, half of which are teenagers or younger, and has attracted Tencent, which has invested $125 million. The deal boosted the company's total funding to more than $350 million. Tencent had reportedly already provided funding for Kwaikan Manua in 2012, back when it was setting up its Tencent animation division. Tencent has also contributed to a $100 million Series C round for Whale Network, the owner of e-commerce offerings including Hawiku. The round was led by venture capital firm Sky9, and it will fund the company's growth in smaller Chinese cities, in addition to strengthening its social commerce and live streaming activities. Tencent had previously led its Series B round just over a year ago. On-demand car leasing service Fair has received $100 million in equity and debt financing from Ally Financial, eight months after SoftBank led a $385 million Series B. No word on its latest valuation, but its existing investors also include MMI Holdings' Exponential Ventures Unit, Munich Re's Ergo Fund, BMW subsidiary BMWi Ventures, Siemens Unit Next 47, Mercedes-Benz, Penske Automotive and Credities Fintech Investment Fund. Agribusiness Cargill has invested $75 million in Puris, a producer of pea protein-based food ingredients, money that will be used to expand production at its main facility. The deal follows $25 million in equity funding Cargill provided for the company early last year in connection with a joint venture agreement, and a further $12.5 million it raised from undisclosed investors five months later. Hi-Fi Biotherapeutics, meanwhile, has completed a $67 million Series C round featuring Kite Pharma and Legend Star, and will put the proceeds towards expanding a pipeline of antibody-based drug candidates targeting cancer and autoimmune diseases. Legend Star had also contributed to a $37.5 million Series B for the company last year. Elsewhere, online life insurance portal Ethos has secured $60 million in a GV-led round at a valuation of somewhere between $400 and $500 million, according to Forbes. GV had previously contributed to the company's $35 million Series B round just under a year ago, the latest funding has been earmarked for product development and the strengthening of the Ethos engineering team. Ethos's earlier backers include Stanford University and Arrive, the corporate venturing arm of Rock Nation. Now even with the recent uptick in Latin American investment, we don't talk about too many Mexico-based companies on this podcast. But Credit Justo has bucked the trend, securing $42 million in a Series B round co-led by Goldman Sachs' principal strategic investments. The company provides credit and lease financing to small businesses, a potentially lucrative area in a large country where loans are reputedly hard to come by and high interest rates and loan processing times are a matter of course. Moving on to exits. Temenos has agreed to acquire digital banking software provider Kony in a deal that will involve it paying $559 million upfront and up to $21 million in earnouts. 
Kony had raised more than $110 million from investors including SoftBank Capital and Telstra Ventures, and the latter has had a quietly impressive year so far, having already exited CrowdStrike, Nginx and Whisper in recent months. And Peloton Interactive has filed to raise up to $500 million in an initial public offering on the Nasdaq Global Select Market, roughly a year after raising $550 million in a Comcast-NBC-Universal-backed Series F round, valuing it at $4.15 billion. The exercise equipment and fitness class provider has raised almost a billion dollars altogether and made some $915 million in revenue in the first half of 2019 though its losses also increased to nearly $200 million in the same period. Looking at funds, here we have Indonesia-based venture capital firm East Ventures, which has closed its sixth fund at $75 million with contributions from conglomerate Sinamas, Media Group Mtech, and investment holding company Tripatra Group. The limited partners for the fund also include Singaporean state-owned investment firm Tomasek and the private equity fund it set up, Pavilion Capital, as well as investment manager Adam Street Partners and individuals including Wang Xing, Eduardo Severin, known for being a co-founder of Facebook, and Culling Lim. The LP list was rounded out by undisclosed family offices, fund of funds, and additional sovereign wealth funds. And cybersecurity software producer CrowdStrike has launched a $20 million US-based investment fund in partnership with venture capital firm Axel in a bid to build an ecosystem around its products. Falcon Fund will back startups developing products on the CrowdStrike Falcon platform, the endpoint cybersecurity software that represents the company's flagship product. The fund will invest at seed and Series A stage, but is not looking to lead rounds itself, and will look to help portfolio companies with innovation and commercialization. And finally, looking at people where we have Vipin Agarwal, who has left his position as Senior Director for India at Fosun RZ Capital a corporate venturing vehicle for conglomerate Fosun International. Akawal was in the job for 20 months, during which time he led 11 early and growth stage deals, taking board seats with nine portfolio companies, including online parenting network operator Milo and human resources software producer Credly. Reports suggest Akawal is preparing to launch his own venture capital fund. Matthew Alton has left his role as Senior Vice President of Corporate Development for US-based cybersecurity technology supplier Symantec to take a similar position at cybersecurity software provider Tenable. Alton has been appointed Senior Vice President of Strategy and Corporate Development at Tenable and his responsibilities will include addressing security technology issues to help customers manage cybersecurity risk. Jessica Strauss, previously an entrepreneur in residence at GE Ventures, US-based industrial and power technology conglomerate General Electric's corporate venturing arm, has joined Dundee Venture Capital as a venture partner. Dundee Venture Capital is a seed-stage fund with offices in three Midwestern US cities, Omaha, Chicago and Minneapolis. Strauss will be based in Silicon Valley, and her role entails growing portfolio companies and exploring new innovations and ecosystems on behalf of the firm. Strauss has actually given some of my favourite talks at our conferences, so it is a shame she will no longer be intimately involved with CVC, for now at least. And finally, we have Dushyant Patak, who resigned as University of California Davis's Associate Vice-Chancellor for Innovation and Tech Commercialization today. That is September 2nd, for those of you listening later. Patak joined UC Davis in 2012 as Associate Vice-Chancellor for Tech Management and Corporate Relations, before becoming executive director for its Venture Catalyst program in 2013, 
and adding his current title in May 2019. And that, dear listener, is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. If you have any feedback, feel free to shoot me an email. You can reach me at thehelis at globaluniversityventuring.com. That is T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues. Thank you very much to all those of you that have already done so. It's really nice seeing our listener numbers increase month by month. You won't be hearing from me next Monday as I'll be on holiday, but Jim will be with you. Until then, I wish you a productive week and I will speak to you again in a fortnight. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.